You are listening to the Power and Pros podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You're tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros podcast. Y'all, it's been a minute since we've had a guest on the show. I've been flying solo with episodes for a beat. And that's intentional. If you have paid attention to the titles and you've been keeping up, then you know we've been talking about a couple of tension points, pain points of just life in general, using your voice in general, being a Christian in general, right? And so I think those moments are super important. It gives you a bit of what I have going on, okay? And we're all just on this journey together. But I love, love, love when I get to bring a fellow cool kid to the show because it gives you guys a different perspective. We get some new poems. Shout out to that. Can't wait for you guys to hear. And we get to have different conversations. And so today is one of those days. We have a cool kid on the block. Haley Dix is going to be joining us and I'm so excited. So I'm going to read her bio to give you a little peep into who she is and then we'll welcome Haley to the show. So Haley Dix is a writer from New Jersey. When she's not creating content for advertising agencies, Haley writes poetry and young adult fiction. Her latest work, Between Friends, is a collection that reflects on feelings and memories experienced within friendship. Everybody, please welcome Haley to the show. Hey, girl. Hey, Jess. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to be virtually here with you. I'm happy that you're here virtually. I can't wait to move back to the city so you can be here IRL. But I am so happy that you are here, y'all. So Haley, if you've already checked out PowerPose.com, which you should have, then you'll know that she was one of our inaugural featured poets on the website. And I just want to publicly say thank you for that. Creating PowerPose.com was so... (laughs) There were so many feelings involved in that process. I created it myself based off a podcast that I made myself based off a word from God that I heard myself and I've just been doing it, you know? And so I think each time I do something new or different, of course, it's a little scary. It's a little exciting. And when you tell somebody, it makes it like real. But I think what was different with the website is I didn't just say, hey, Haley, I'm doing a website. I was like, hey, I'm doing a website. And also I want you to put a poem on the site. Would you please do it? Thank you. Like, you know. No, and I was totally happy to do it. And I just want to say powerandprose.com. It's amazing. Um, It's not even just such a joy. It's such a blessing. So thank you for listening to God on that and blessing us with that. So check it out, y'all. I have Haley on the website right now and then two other dope, 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 dope poets, Erica and Kimoli. Beautiful writing. Um, There are two poets that have their actual voice recordings on there too, which y'all know I look like that's the whole thing. So love them. Be sure that you check it out. So let's get into it. Your latest work between friends outside of work. Okay. So first of all, both of us working at ad agencies and then going to the same church and that's how we met each other. And we didn't even know that we went to the same church. Like we have so many things in common, but LOL at, at agency life. Um, and I just love that you have a writing practice outside of work. So was that always a thing for you where work was over here and you had your personal things over here? Was that before work? And then as, after you got your job, it was like, okay, let me make sure I maintain my writing practice. Like, how do you kind of balance the two? Sure. That's such a good question. I, um, so it wasn't until 2017 that I started my personal work. Um, in addition to my work, but that was because after undergrad, I went to grad school. So it's just like, you don't have time. Yeah. So, so I was doing that. So I've technically always had something else to work on as outside of um, being a, a writer in advertising. But I always tell writers, it's, I think it's so important as a creative, if you're going to do advertising, because we both know like deadlines and just clients dealing with that you have to have something that you just love for yourself because once you create something in ad agencies, it's always about to be somebody else's baby. And so I just always tell people, if you're going to be a creative in the ad world, like you need your own baby. 
Yeah, right. And so that's when, like, um, when I moved to the city, I had always wanted to just like write poetry. Well, I've always been writing poetry, but to make it into a book and also to write fiction. So I thought it was something I was going to do later in life. And then, you know, you get to New York and New York is like, do it now. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, let me just try this. And through it, I've met so many people. I met you at um, a writing salon. Remember? Like, um, and then a book club, we saw each other, our paths kept crossing. And then finally we were like, wait, can we actually be friends? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the book, we have to talk about it. So Between Friends, you published it. It is available on Amazon. Be sure that y'all check it out. There'll be a link in the show notes. Please, please, please support. It is so important to support not only just poets, not only just people who step out, and do something but black women who do that and that's the whole point of this show is to empower uplift inspire motivate those to share their voice and I think that it is so dope even for me as a writer and I'm holding your book right now it's like wait what like I know somebody who has a book of poetry on Amazon and it's so beautiful and I think it's also a great topic and we haven't talked about friends in depth on the show. Um, I think the last time I've actually talked about a friend interaction, like for real, for real, was really the first episode of Power and Pro. So it's been a minute since we've talked about friends. Um, but tell us a bit more about the book and how the poems came to be a collection. Like if you always write, what made you decide these need to be woven together in such a way that people can enjoy them as one collection? Yeah. So, you know, I was actually writing another book before this on poetry. And then I went on, uh, just uh, I invited some girls um, on a girl's trip. And this is a simple moment of us being out on the beach, like late during the evening. And I just felt like so much gratitude by the conversations that were being discussed. And so I wrote about it. And then so I wrote that one poem in a one-off, was working on this other work. And then I was just coming back to, I just love my friends. And so I'd start like putting in my notes, like when I had a good, like after hanging out with someone, I'd just write a poem about how it made me feel. Mm -hmm. And then before that, in my phone, I had like, you know, 20 or so poems about just like different moments. And then it was actually my mom that was like, you should do something about your friends. You know how sometimes when your parents get in your art and you're like, okay, thanks. (laughs) But then I was like, actually, let me explore that. And then through that, so I had written the first, it's split into five different sections. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of my poems in the start were focused on the joy of friendship. So those happy times. And then, you know, as a writer, you're like, well, what are the other emotions? Mm -hmm. There's hurt and there's mending and there's love and there's evolving And so it just grew and probably from like start to finish, just writing it, it took me about a year to Mm -hmm. um, do that whole writing process and then editing as well. Congrats, first of all, like truly, 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 truly. I feel like it is so, especially as you're talking about actual moments and then spending that out to, I now can read about your moments. I feel like that is no small thing. So I want to say congrats to you. And it's inspiring. I'm like, wait, maybe next time I hang out with someone, I need to write something immediately after. And especially in the city or anywhere, I guess, but especially here, it's either you're on the train after a move or you're in an Uber. So either way, you have this in-between space where you're in transit to the next moment where you're kind of still sitting with those emotions, right? And so I think it's good to capture them then versus trying to rethink of it later and then you get home you gotta sweep the floor you gotta do something else. like you just kind of go on so I'm like wait maybe I need to do that <laughs> you should totally do that I mean and that's why a lot of the poems in the book are so short because you can actually tell like you can kind of tell like oh I got off the train like in the <laughs> um but no even if you know whatever they become whether that's a book or you just put them in cards like some of these messages I also like sent to friends like in a greeting, you know, it's like, oh, you know, when I'm thinking about a friend, the joy of what she leaves behind in my room, it lingers every time. 
Yeah, so sometimes like even when you write it down, you can also publish it by just sharing it with the person that you, mm-hmm. you know, wrote it in mind with. I love that. Okay, well, I want to give the people a little taste of Between Friends. And so you're planning to share three pieces with us, yes? Yes. So, yeah, I mean, as I was saying, it's split into five different sections, joy, hurt, mending, evolving, and love. But I'm going to read three short ones from joy, hurt, and love. In the summer, we drank champagne on the beach, sat in chairs from the dollar store, pulled the tops, knots in our hair down, watched the sun disappear from the sky, let the moon shine on us as we shared stories of what life brought and what it took and how we kept the joy for ourselves. We were still ourselves as our legs ran into the ocean, asking for more. When the icy waves consumed our bodies, pushed up a hope in our souls, and woke us up to believe in the newness coming for us. A truth about friendship. We will break each other. We will break each other. We will break each other until the day one of us is no longer breathing. But while we are breathing, we care for each other, help each other, and never cease to give things that make it easier to breathe. Some of us have no labels, no best or dear or sister or like a brother kind of cousin, not related but close because we no longer need to validate our fullness. Come on, come on, come on, come on. So, listen okay before I say anything is there anything about the book in general or these specific pieces or any of the five sections that you want to share with us yeah I mean the first poem I read um which you had picked out you it was one of your favorites was actually the very first one that inspired um this entire work um so and I think too as I was just writing this I mean not all of the poems are autobiographical Um, it starts to think of, like, I started thinking of, oh, what, you know, what are my friends thinking in this moment? What does that feel like to be on the receiving end um, of just receiving love or receiving disappointment? And so, yeah, that's what I have. And of course, the, the last one was from love. And I was just thinking about it in terms of, as I get older, I don't like say like, oh, this is my best friend. You know, I just say basically, oh, yeah, this is one of my dear friends. And sometimes I just say like, oh, this is that's Bailey or that's Rachel. Um, We just don't have labels because it's like we know what we are to each other. I don't have to introduce you in such a way to someone else. Yeah, I think that the poem about breaking and you saying we're going to do that, period, it just gave me such a feeling of like a matter of fact. Like, even if you have a best friend, a dear friend, a like a cousin friend, a more than a brother friend, they're going to break you at some point. It's going to be a moment where maybe they're not doing anything wrong, but you having to show up for them in a moment takes all of you, ha- all that you have. It could be them showing up for you. You you saw it panning out differently. Like, there are just so many things that at different points in your life, too can feel breaking um, and that that is going to happen. And I think for me, that was so jarring because we don't think of friends in that way. I think a lot of times, especially if you compare friendships to romantic relationships, you expect a romantic partner to do something. Like you just, you just expect it to happen. And it doesn't have to be extreme, like a lie or a cheat or whatever, but just that little annoying thing. And we kind of embrace it. But then, of course, if you break up, that breakup is final. And then it's like, well, they did this thing. It pissed me off and da, da, da. But I think with friends, your friends are going to be there. And you start to plan these moments out of how they're going to be there with you until the day that you die. As even with my friends, we talk about family trips we're going to take with our kids together. None of us have children. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've just decided that they're going to be there when those moments happen. And so I think a lot of times, 
the piece about them saying until our last breath is so true. And but we don't think about those moments of breaking that happen in the middle. And I think sometimes we ignore the work that has to happen to get to those moments, which I think you also bring up at the end of that piece. Um, you mentioned that will make it easier to breathe. And I think that is what friends are for. Your life is your life. My life is my life. Your call is your call. My call is my call. And God's going to be looking at us like, I need you to do that. Like, that, I told you to do this and you need to do it. But your friends are supposed to be there and to help you. They make it easier for you. And they can't live life for you, but they can make it easier for you to live the life that you're supposed to live. And I think that poem captured that very beautifully. Oh, thank you. And I totally agree. Like I was wrote that poem reflecting on in friendship. Sometimes I think there's a pressure of whether that's your family or with a romantic relationship, you just expect that at some point as you're living and doing life together, that they're going to let you down. They're going to annoy you, make you mad. And then family. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Family (laughs) or, you know, your significant other, you're like, okay, we're going to ride this out. But then there's this you know, weird thing that happens with friends sometimes of the first time it happens, you're, I feel like when we're growing up, we think like, oh, is this the end of our friendship? And you're like, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've just had to show not only myself more grace, but my friends more grace Mm -hmm. and allowing them to not show up for me in the way that I wanted them to show up for me in the moment. Um, because I allow, you know, family and significant others to do that. But then sometimes there's this expectation that whenever you get with friends, it's always, they're the the people who are always supposed to make you feel good. Mm -hmm. And I think breaking each other, I wanted to make sure that it didn't feel like they're not there to tear you down. That's why it's, it's not about tearing them, you down. It's like a break can be, like you said, someone not showing up for you in the moment you want it or in the way that you need it. A break can also be someone giving you hard feedback, you know, and you just weren't ready to hear that in the mm-hmm. way. You right? got a second gulp after you hear it, like, oh, okay. Right, and you were like, oh, that hurts. Um, but then I also intentionally wanted to, you know, end it the way that it was, which is, but we give each other, besides the breaks, we give each other so much more of the positives that even those breaks at the beginning or wherever they fall are worth it. I do want to talk about the last piece that you shared. Also, some of us have no labels. And I think that's something that most of the times I feel okay with. Like if I'm not introduced as a best friend or whatever, I don't really pay attention to it. Right. However, if I'm with a friend and there's me and another friend that they have and they say, oh, this is Destiny and then this is my best friend, this is my, whatever. I'm like, excuse me? Like, you know what I mean? Or if, I think in person, people don't do that. They'll say, this is Haley and Destiny. Like, you know, whatever. Right. Like, so you'll likely be, whatever the label is, both of you will get it. However, I think if it's a birthday post or stuff like that, and it's too much going on. I'm like, so what is this? Like, since when is this your best? Oh, y'all best friends? Okay, that's cute. Oh, have fun at dinner with your best friend. Like, I start, like, mocking it a little bit because I'm like, what is going on? Like, you know what I mean? And I think comparison really can make you start to question stuff. And you'd be like, okay, I was fine with you not showing up for me in this way. I was fine with not having a label here when I was introduced at this moment or whatever. But as I start to look at how you treat other people, I now start to question how you treat me. And I think that's something that we do a lot in friendships as well that maybe we don't do in other relationships or not as hard because like you said, your friends are not supposed to not have good moments. Like we don't give them that space or that grace to do that. So I just love that you made not having labels endearing. And like, there are some moments that I've had in my life that there's always tweets and stuff that go around. Like, if you could name this part of your life, what would it be? And I'm like, I don't like, there are some moments where I can't name it. And it's like, this sucks. Or this is dope. Like I'm living my best life right now, whatever, whatever. But then there are these like still moments or these just great moments. It's like, I had this one night 
and it was great. And there is no title for it. It was just that great Friday. Like, you know, like that's it. Exactly. So I think that happens with people too, where I don't have a label for who you are. You just are. And I love that you are. And that's why we hang out. And I think there's something so beautiful to that. And we don't give it enough credit because as with anything, designer, uh, your job, like you want the title. Like that's the thing that we all strive for. But when you don't have it outside of certain spaces, I think it it really can be really dope. Um, So yeah, I I just love that that was a piece in the collection because it's true, but it's a tension point that you can have with friends. Yeah, definitely. Because I think, like you were saying, rarely is not having a label like a a good thing. Even like in romantic relationships, when you get to the moment where you're like, okay, but what are we? And but in friendships, I think it can alleviate the pressure of if you don't have the this is my best friend or my friend since college. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because then it it makes me sometimes ask myself, then what is the expectation there? Mm. And sometimes I honestly think the expectation changes because, for example, you know, your friend who lives with you both live in the city together. The expectation because of proximity may be that they show up for you differently, more frequently than someone who um, maybe you grew up with it in college. And now they're like, you guys are just farther away. But I feel like sometimes the labels, like I was saying, it just puts the pressure on it. And then too, it's it, when you were saying, um, I think of just observing when people are like, oh, this is my best friend. And then another person rolls off and they're like, and she's my best friend too. And it's like, how many best friends, exactly. cousins, uh, this is my family, oh, can yeah. we have? So it's like, can, yeah. So it's like, I just personally like to say, because it's true people are my dear friends and I care about them and that's it you know I'm thankful for everybody that's around and those who ain't right (laughs) I mean I'm thankful for the people who were and their time it's it's just like we had a it wasn't supposed to be a perennial friendship meaning Mm -hmm. like you know throughout our lives I think something my mom has just taught me to appreciate people while they're there so that when maybe it's not their time to be in your life you can still kind of look at it from a good point because you were always enjoying when they were there in the moment. With your work being around friendships and even being willing to share before the book came out, like in a card with your friends, the words you were writing, how do you feel your voice either changed or enhanced as you were working on the book? I think it, it became more reflective. And as I was writing the book I had to also think about, especially the the section about love, like I had to also step out of myself. And then I was on this journey of thinking like, okay, how can I be a better friend? Like, how can I love you better? I know how I, like, I naturally love to find, you know, just like little gifts for people that represent them. And whether that's like, oh, I found this and I thought about you. But then if that's not how they feel loved, so it made me think of, okay, how can I just love better on people? And I think because my thinking changed in that way, that my voice in the book starts to change because as we were talking about, like it starts with joy and it's like, oh, I love all my friends. And then you have to be like authentic about it and say, but what actually is underneath this entire friendship? Mm-hmm. and so then that's when like the poem about we'll break each other or there's when I when I'm talking about you know when your friend shares something deep with you and you there's this duality of you feel just like a, a deep sorrow of like oh my god like I can't believe you had to go through that and my heart hurts for you mm-hmm. and so and then also but I want to help you get through that and be both like the empathetic um, part of our relationship, but then also the person who's going to be positive and help you get through that. Mm-hmm. So I think just to fully answer your question and go back to it, it had to force me to, you know, think deeper and also go a little bit heavier in some moments because I feel like a lot of times 
there is this cliche that like friendship is this light thing in our lives and it is, but there's also this um, heaviness um, that we take on as well. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Like literally friendships are great. And my friends have got me through a lot of crap. Like, you know, like there have been moments that have been dark and my friends have been the literal light to get me through. But then, yeah, my friends have, hurt me and then or they've said they give me some feedback and I'm like oh sorry like you know what I mean or yeah. as we think about love languages like yeah if you're talking about gifts I do now, I appreciate a good gift personally because <laughs> I don't buy myself I don't buy myself enough things if we're being honest so if somebody knows I need x thing and then you buy it, it's like oh my gosh thanks like you know whatever but my that isn't my preferred it's like to my least favorite there are five love languages that's the fifth one that I like to receive words affirmation and quality time is my goal to call me talk to me say something let's FaceTime like birthdays you're gonna get a long text from me like that is how I do um I mean I got a podcast girl I write like it, it makes sense right <laughs> and so I'm do that and to me because words mean so much to me I was like and I'm putting my all into this birthday message right I'm going in I'm thinking back I'm talking about how you have basically saved my life and I wouldn't be me without you I'm like pouring out my heart and imagine you do that and somebody's like thanks girl it's like are you joking are you serious right now but this message is not about me but I can't believe that you said that are you serious like and yeah, those are those moments when it's like, uh, I will never text you a good message like that ever again. It's like, is that what this is about? Is that what this is about? And I think when we meet somebody that's a potential romantic partner, we're asking love languages. We're trying to figure out what's the best way. I'm still going to be me. I'm not trying to be fake or phony, but how can I show up for you in a way that you'll receive it? And I almost never until recently asked my friends that. Because I didn't care. I was like, I know I'm a good friend and I show up how I'm going to show up and you're going to love me because I'm a good friend. Like that was just, that was my math is I'm a good friend. So if you're a good friend to me, I'll be a good friend to you and we'll love each other. And that's not, that's not how friendships I know, right? It's like we, I say that sometimes you have to like start dating your friends and not like romantically or platonically, but mm-hmm. in the way that we're so, um, I guess like it's ingrained to like get to know your partner. Like, how do they want to be loved? What did they really mean in this moment? We don't always do that for our friends. No. Like, for example, I thought, like you were saying like, oh, I'm such a good friend. And we all have those moments, right? Of like, you kind of like hype yourself up of like, yeah, like I really showed up for this person. Yeah. And one time though, my, two of my girlfriends, um, we're like, hey, you never come visit us. Like, yes. And I was like, what are you talking about? We have so many girls trips. And they're like, yeah, but you never come to our city. And so, and in the moment I was like, what? Like I didn't receive it, honestly. And then I had to come back to it. And I was like, well, you know, Haley, if that's what, how they want you to show up for them and not plan like, you know, a trip to wherever, then that's how you should show up for them. And, you know, or also when giving people the time of, you know, how sometimes you can tell when someone's a little like moody or whatever. And as a friend, sometimes in the beginning, you're like, well, I'll just like let them alone. I'll come back to it when we're at a good place. But you can also go back to your friend and be like, what was that about? You know, but it's hard. No, it is hard. I've had a friend, (laughs) I had a friend tell me, that I never asked her to hang out. And I thought to say, I did the same as you. I was like, girl, I was with you last week. Like, I don't understand what's the problem right now. But she was like, yeah, but every time we hang out, I ask you. And I thought I was being a good friend because I'm like, well, I never say no. And I'm not picky about where we go. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm always down to clown. So I'm like, I'm being a good friend. And then when we're there, I share, I care. We have drink, we have fun. So I thought- <laughs> I was doing my part and then I heard that I wasn't. I was like, oh, oh my God. And then I had to think back and I'm like, oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> I didn't want her to go anywhere. 
Right. Or it's like, sometimes it's not even about just being right or wrong. It's like, you know, because sometimes like, it's just about respecting how somebody wants you to show up. Mm -hmm. Because I'm very much of a person and I have to remember this too about myself. Like when I invite someone to something and they can't come, I really don't take it personally. Because I'm like, you know what? Everyone's got things to do. Life is busy. And I really mean that. But I'm also aware that I can't approach the way like that that's fine with me when I'm on the receiving end to other people, some of my friends, because they really are like, no, I, I need you to physically be here. Like, do not send me flowers and a really heartfelt message. I used to have an issue with saying what I needed. And I think that is, I, think, I guess I still have an issue of saying what I needed. Actually, when you're talking about feedback, I instantly thought of a friend. I got some feedback for her. I need to send after this. Like, low-key. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, And so I think that owning your voice within these relationships authentically, you have to understand, I think, all the phases that you broke out in your book. That love, joy, they're present. And so because of that, those moments of hurt, the love should be able to like push you through it. Like, you know what I mean? It's the same right. as you say with any anything else. And so I think there have definitely been moments when I have suppressed my voice with my friends because when we're up, we're up. And I want us to stay up because that's what we think friends are supposed to be like. And so if it's not something that is earth shattering or heartbreaking or whatever, but it is kind of annoying or I kind of need you to show up in a different way, I most of the time default to finding a different friend that's going to do what I, that they naturally do what I want them to do. So I'm like, okay, if I really wish that when I called you about this thing with my family that you didn't give me feedback or try to problem solve with me and you just listened, if I know that my friend is going to go to problem solving mode and not listen mode, I don't call her until I'm in that problem solving phase with myself because right. like I know that you are going to annoy me if I'm crying. I might cry harder. Like they're just you are not there yet. But also, have I given her grace in that moment? Because since I haven't given that feedback, you don't know that I want you to answer the phone and then not say anything for 30 minutes. Like you know what I mean? And so I am doing a disservice in that respect because I'm shutting down my voice, what I want to say. I'm not living authentically in how we interact with each other. But then also for my friend to have the opportunity to show it for me and she activates her voice of friendship in a new way because I gave her what I told her what I needed. She's not given the opportunity to show it for me in a new way because I haven't told her what that way is. So I definitely think there are ways that we can suppress our voices with our friends out of fear of those breaking moments or how are you going to receive this or whatever. And so, especially if you feel that you're blessed with multiple people to be able to call or FaceTime or hang out with, then you, it's easy to just pivot. And I think those pivot moments can be great, but they also can be detrimental to the relationship at hand because you aren't talking through those tension points. Definitely. I think like you were saying, sometimes you like, actually all the time you just have to communicate to people even mm -hmm. if you're just like I'm just calling you I actually say that sometimes to my friends I'll preface it and I didn't even realize I was doing it until one of them said but I'll be like oh, girl I'm just calling you for nothing or I'm just calling you because I'm alone in my apartment and I'm feeling away don't know what that way is but can we just talk <laughs> um and you just have to let them know like you were saying like oh, this is what I need in that moment and then it's one thing if you tell them that and after they've received that feedback, then they just can't, they just don't at the moment have the emotional capacity to do that. Because on the other side of what we're talking about, I do think sometimes there are friends for certain things and there's friends who can just carry different things. Like, you know, all of my friends with writing, right? Is every, all of my friends aren't the friends to read the book, but then there are some friends who will pub it. And then there are friends you know, who aren't for writing at all. They're just for, mm. you know, when I have a, a deep family moment. And so also allowing people to be different things for you instead of being all things. Mm. I love that. Yeah, I have to get better at that too. <laughs> because, I mean, I 
I want to be everything for my friends. I want to be the best friend, my best friends I've ever best friended <laughs> with. Like, period. And I can't, right? Like, I'm not going to be the girl for everything. And my friends are not going to be the girl for everything either. Right. And so I have to remember that and take the pressure off me and it takes the pressure off them because I ain't perfect. So, um, exactly. Yeah. And then also, too, just because you've known someone for, I have to remind myself of this, just because I've known someone for a long time doesn't equate to they get to be the everything friends. Because I think, too, I, I used to get caught up in that of we've been friends for X amount of years. Like, you know, but it doesn't always have to be that way. Because there are actually some people I've met and we've only known each other for five you know months. But then I'm able to be so authentic and raw with them. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I love the moments when I can, when there are no expectations. If I walk into a party and I talk to you because we're both getting a drink at the same time and then we just keep on kicking the rest of the night you don't have any expectation i was the girl at the bar getting a drink the same time you were like you know what i'm saying so you don't know anything about me but that i got a rum punch like you know so i can present whatever i want in that moment and you're not analyzing it or you're not whatever you can connect it to another moment outside of this and i love when those moments happen because your friends i'm like Okay, well, last week you said da 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 like because they're supposed like that's accountability, right? Yeah. So I love those moments when I don't have accountability to that level. Sometimes, to be honest, like I can just be who I want to be right now, and that's enough. So I agree. I love that. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like those little random connects. Um, actually, on Tuesday I went to this place around the corner from my house, and I was sitting at the bar. This girl was sitting at the bar. And we ended up chitting and chatting. We did not exchange Instagrams when we left. We didn't exchange numbers, Twitter accounts, anything. We just had a great moment. And it's just like, hopefully I'll see you around here again because we both live in the area. And I was like, yeah. And then we left. Like, you know, and I just, I it was a that. great interaction with her. We laughed. Like, it was so nice. But I didn't feel the need to upgrade her i'll be like okay great now i have another person to do activities within the city or whatever not not that i'm at capacity of those things but it was just like letting that moment be that moment no i get what you're saying like i that's the part about the city i love and it, it can happen anywhere of just those people who are around you for a really good moment you know that not happens to me like, yeah right I had that kind of a similar experience for two years ago, pre-COVID, where I went to a Halloween party. And this these uh, people came up to me and my other friend. They were like, you guys have just such good energy. So we just all like spent the night like, you know, going to different bars and parties together. And no one at the end was like, let's exchange numbers. We were like, this was just such a great time. And yeah. let's end on this wonderful high note. And you've already given me the greatest compliment. Like when you somebody tells me I have great energy, they love my vibe. You don't need to say anything else. Like literally, you've done enough for today. I feel great, thank you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love your vibe. Like it just turns into this thing, and then we're done. And I think that's too because I like words of affirmation. It's like boom, you have affirmed me. Thank I'm you. good. Exactly. I am good. Like have a great night. So I love those moments. I think um, I did want to talk about you have hurts as a section. And so have you found that you can tear others down with your, your voice? You've talked about getting feedback from people and things, but have you noticed or been told of like a certain pattern that you have and how you talk to people and they're like, don't do that. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Um, one of my friends, so I'm just like a naturally just like very ambitious, motivated person. And I kind of live my life of like, if I think it, let's do it now. Mm. But all my friends aren't like that. And so one of my friends, she was thinking about, you know, just something she was dreaming of, um, doing. And again, it was via text and she was asking me for, she did, it wasn't clear you know, what she needed from me in that moment. And I dropped the ball because I was like, you should be going after it now. Here are all the things you can start to do. And she was like, basically, thank you for putting all this pressure on me. I didn't ask for that. Mm. 
I went back to her the next day and I apologized. I was like, one, I'm so sorry because you didn't ask me for that type of feedback. And two, I realized I was talking to you as if you were me. And that's not fair to you because like now I'm just unloading all of the, cause I had an insecurity in that moment of I'm not doing enough. And so then when she came to me and was, you know, it was supposed to be her focused moment. Like I, you know, was addressing her as if it was Haley on the other line. And of course it didn't make her feel good of being like, oh, I'm not, cause now she leaves the conversation and is like, oh, I'm not doing enough. You know, I'm being lax about going after, you know, whatever, making a change in my life. And that's not what I meant to say to her. I think we can definitely like tear each other um, down. I think tearing each other down with our opinions. Mm. So that's why I have just become and try to be more intentional about like listening um, and then waiting for someone to actually ask me, like, what's your opinion on this? I think for me, I agree for sure. Um, opinions, yeah. I, I mean, I share hard. <laughs> I, if I hate something, I'm like, oh my God, that's, no, I don't like that. Um, of course, if it's my friend's going out tonight and she sent me two outfit options, I'm not going to be like, I hate that. But I'm going to ask questions like, what are you going for? Da, da, da. So I try to get the context. Before I just go for it. We also, um, I have friends, we have a group chat and we'll put, I don't know if you need help with selecting out of the 200 pics you took, what three you're going to post on Instagram, we'll share. And so before I just pick mine and then you liked one, but I didn't pick it. So now you're insecure about posting on Instagram. Okay. How many are you going for? Like, what are you going for? Do you want to do a mix of photo and video? Are we going all photo? Are you trying to show your butt or you don't like I try to ask questions so that way when I'm picking it's less of destiny picking and I'm picking based off what you want to do so oh, I definitely yeah. try to um get the context so that way and then just you once you know your friends it's like certain things I've had my friends send me something cute that they've seen an influencer wear on Instagram and they'll send it to me not my style at all I think the dress is ugly I would never buy it however I'm, it's like, no, this is so your vibe. This fits you. And then actually, if you pair it with these shoes you have, that's a look. Like, you know, and I can yeah. go with you on that journey with something that I don't, would not spend my money on because I value you, your style, and I know that. And you're sharing that with me. Like, you sent it to me because you care about it. And I think that is something that is important. So I try to keep that in mind. But there are days when I forget. And I feel like I can come in hot and heavy and I say something and I'm like, um, or yeah, I don't know. Especially as we start talking about world things and like, I don't know, we're in a conversation about Afghanistan, right? And yeah. opinion, or even my friend, we were watching Squid Game together. And so we were texting about it, but then she said something about like the meta narrative in Squid Game. I didn't agree with it. I literally just didn't respond. It was like late at night. It was like one in the morning. We were so we were both up binging the show. So I just didn't respond. I was like, you could assume I'm asleep. You could assume I don't want to talk anymore today. Like it was like fine. But um I think allowing that space like, well, does this need to be a debate? Or is I said text me while you're watching the show and that's what she did. And so it's like, okay, that's your opinion. And we'll just leave it at that. So I definitely think right. you can pull different levers as you chat to kind of allow that room for you to feel heard and for you to share, but then also for the other person to do the same thing. And I don't think every situation is going to be the same, even with the same friend. It changes based on where you are, what insecurities are popping up for you right now, what confidence moments are you having right now, like all of it. Could change. Oh, that's like so true. And something that you said too, of it's okay to give a no response in friendships. It is. I feel like it's a one- area where like unlike family or significant others where you're or even work where you're like no this needs to be addressed Mm -hmm. you really can hit somebody back lovingly with a no response because it's respectfully respectfully Respectfully. (laughs) of and yeah exactly of just being like it and it's not that it needs no response but it's Mm -hmm. like like you were saying everything doesn't need to be this debate this deep feelings moment 
Like sometimes it's just like, I received what you said mm-hmm. and I heard it and that's mm-hmm. all. That's it. We're done. Like, yeah, I, I definitely didn't used to feel that way. Even with a FaceTime, a call, I'm like, shoot, I missed this call. I have to call back. Da, da, da. And like, again, that's a piece of me suppressing my voice in that moment. And so as I think about voice, it's not just spoken word, right? It's not just mm-hmm. me doing whatever. It truly is. Each day that we wake up, we either empower or diminish our voice with the various things that happen throughout the day. And so if for me, I want to clean my apartment, put on some music, have a candle lit, and then I'm going to write after my apartment's clean because I, lo- I love writing in a clean space. It would not happen if it's not clean. And then you call me and that's going to delay all the stuff. I just said, I sounded so happy talking about that, whatever. Then you call me. I used to feel so much pressure of like, okay, well, I have to answer because you called me. And if I don't answer, you're not going to call me back. Like It was like all these things. And it's just like, that is not true. I could not respond. And then we could talk tomorrow. I'm like, hey, girl, you called me yesterday. What's going on? And you fill me in as you would have. And it's good. So I definitely have had to remind myself that your voice in this moment isn't always what you put out to other people. It is what, it, what do you want to say to you even in this moment? And it's how I want to honor myself in this moment is me having a me moment, then I can articulate that with my friends and respect them and respect me. So that is super important. I think voice can be activated in so many different ways within friendships um, and with any relationship that we have. If it's a coworker, a person on the train, anything, like your voice yeah. truly, truly has as much power as, it has more power than we give it credit for actually. But you start to walk in that and actualize it as you stand in the power that we've been given. And I think that there's something so beautiful in that once we realize it. When we don't, we don't feel our voice has power. We don't feel that we can use it. And we start to think that other people won't respect it. But it's mm-hmm. truly a mirror. Like, we don't respect our voices in that moment. So I always think that that's something, um, as of late, especially in the pandemic, child, please. Like, that's something I've really been trying to keep in mind. Oh, yes. I love that. Like, I wish I had been able to write all of that down because I was like, these are just tools to live by. So I'm also curious, what voice do you want to, when you were talking about on the train or with friends or coworkers, like, what do you want your voice to leave behind? I want it to be authentic. That's my, that's the, if I, that's the overarching tone that I want to have in all situations ever. If I'm talking to God, if I'm talking to myself, if I'm talking to you, whether I'm recording, whether I'm not on Instagram, TikTok, like wherever I'm at, <laughs> it needs to be authentic. And I think that with that, you could understand, if you don't agree with what I said, you at least understand where I'm coming from, where you can hear, like you understand that I am in that place. I think if I'm authentic, you can always know where I am. And we can work to get, if we need to get somewhere else because you're not there, we can work to get there because you know where I'm starting at. And if I can share with you, and maybe you don't know how you feel about me, and I put on the table how I feel about you now, at least it's clear. And then for me, I just want to be clear in general. It makes, it takes out the confusion. Um, so if I'm writing a poem, anything, I just want to be authentic in whatever I'm trying to accomplish. And when I'm not, I can feel it in my body. I can feel it everywhere um so yeah that is that's the thing um and I think it can bring you together with people and if you're not supposed to be together with the person that's also cool like you know because you're authentic at every step of the way um so yeah if you ask me for change on the train I don't have it if I authentically communicate that then yeah I can't help you achieve your goal of like what you're trying to get however we were able to like connect in a moment. Maybe you can feel in my voice as I share that, that I'm remorseful or, you know, whatever. And I don't even have to say at that point, like, oh, I'm praying for you. Cause I do every, like, well, not every time. Cause you know, some days you're like, how you have to be and you're doing your thing. But a lot of times when I see something, if I'm walking past somebody, I'm whatever. I'll send up a quick prayer. I heard this man walking um, the other day. He was on the phone and he said something about like, he lost his keys or something. I just sent up a quick prayer real quick. I was like, I hope that you have this message. Like, stuff like that sucks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So even that, 
I didn't talk to him, but I felt remorse. I felt bad because if I lost my keys, I no, I have lost my keys before, and it's not fun. And so I think those little moments when you're by yourself and how you activate your voice, it becomes easier to do it with other people because you're authentic all the time. So that is the tone that I always want to have. Um, and I think even in my anger, you authentically understand that I'm <laughs> And so we can get somewhere. If I act like I'm not upset, but I secretly am, and then I'm creating distance and you don't understand why, so then you start creating distance with me because you don't understand why I'm creating distance. Like, it just gets weird. You know what I mean? But if I even authentically tell you I'm upset and you authentically don't agree, we can figure out how to move forward. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, that's the overarching thing for everything. And I'm going to hit it right all the time. Some days I'm fake. <laughs> like, that's just, some days I am. Because that's I'm about, what you're saying that. some days, how am I going to be perceived? Or maybe I don't know how I feel yet. So I can't be authentic. I say I'm fine, even though I know I'm not. But mm. I don't know what the not feeling is. Like, you know, so I think I can be as fake as I come on the right day. Like, you know, but the goal is to be as authentic as possible in every interaction that I have. I mean, wonderfully put. Like, <laughs> even even when you were like, I can be fake, that also is authentic. And coming out and being like, yeah, sometimes it just, I don't have it. I, listen, <laughs> a lot of times I don't have it. My girl, let me call you back. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I feel like we've talked about a lot. You explore so much more in Between Friends. Once again, Haley's book is on Amazon. So be, 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 be sure that you hit the link in the show notes to get your copy. Read it with friends. I know there are a lot of book clubs that are about to start popping off again as the winter months start to come upon us. And so this could be maybe something that you explore with your friends. And it is a conduit of you having deeper conversations, being more reflective, if you feel you've lost friends recently, maybe you can connect to a couple of words that Haley shares and it helps you to reflect on friendships past, prepare for friendships to come. I just really think it's a nice collection of poetry that explores all the ranges of feelings that we have, interactions that we can have. And if you're a writer, it can inspire you to write your own like it has for me. So um, make sure that you guys support, support, support. It's so important to explain support black writers black women okay so make sure that you guys get on it via the link in the show notes and before we sign off Haley if there's one final thing power tool get it done now as you said earlier that we can do at the closing of this episode with our voices with our friends what would it be Okay, so I have two. Um, it's a little challenge. Just ask your friends how two questions: how they want to be loved, and how they all how what you already do that they love about you and their friendship. And then also start praying for your friends. Like as we were just talking about this, I was like, oh, there's so many you know friends I want to pray for and over. And so those are my two power tools. I love that. The first one is super cool because you get like, you might get some feedback in the first question. If it's like, what can I do or what do you need? It might be something that you're not already doing. And so that's nice. But I think it's also nice to hear what you're doing right. Because we kind of get into a flow and a rhythm with our friends. And it's like, girl, I don't know. We just kind of talk all the time. Like, you know, so it's nice to hear why you talk all the time. It's this certain thing that this person likes about you. And then... For the second, with praying for your friends, I think what has been dope for me is doing it without being asked um, and also without telling them. I think sometimes when you tell people, I'm going to pray for you or I prayed for you yesterday or I don't know, X, Y, Z, and you don't get the response that you want, it's discouraging. Sorry. It's like, I was a prayer warrior for you and you didn't care. Like, I've, I used to feel that way, like, you know, and so for me, to make sure that I keep that practice up. I want people to pray for me and I don't need you to tell me every time. Like, you know, because if I'm having a good day, I wasn't thinking about that thing I told you the other day and then you tell me, oh yeah, I prayed over X thing. Now it's in my head. Like, it's like, you ruined my freaking Saturday. Like, you know, so I think nice. it can be nice to not tell people. Oh yeah. A specific thing. Um, but I think it it makes you closer to your friends and you really are in the trenches with them. 
And I love when I'm praying over somebody and I get an idea, um, especially my friends that are creative. You've told me X thing. You're like, yeah, I can't figure out how to do whatever. And I'm like, please give my friends some clarity or blah, blah, blah. And then if I get an idea, it's like, oh my gosh, like now I want to share. And we're just like in this thing together and it just makes you closer. So I definitely think that praying for your friends and then talk about the ups and downs or like the ins and outs of your friendship are super yeah definitely and um just to echo what you said I too believe in you don't need to tell someone that you're praying for them I actually prefer that people don't and just do it but I was recommending that too of I think we also in every relationship as Christians we can invite God into that relationship Mm -hmm. especially when we think about how the things that our friends come to us with and vice versa it's like we can also ask god into the conversation because i don't know how to fix anything um but i can ask god about it and i think he also just like delights in that because he's also given us these amazing gorgeous souls in our life to do life with so it's just like offering him you know inviting him back into that part of our existence as well I agree. Every relationship needs God in the middle so that way it can flourish. Um, I know freaking moments can be mended. The joy can be even more joyous. Like all of it is. Yeah, even the joy. Like, yeah, like you were saying, like sometimes, you know, you can even just pray if your friend just got a promotion, you could mm-hmm. pray like, God, like help her to be able to carry this. Like I pray, you know, for her future managers, you know, just. It doesn't always have to be a, a, a pray for something or negative. It can just be like, God, help her to just be used as the vessel, mm-hmm. you know, that you have allowed her to be and just allow her voice to be magnified. Period. Period. Well, I am so happy that she got to come through, kick it with us cool kids and share your work with us, share your thoughts with us. It is so important to me to amplify the voices of people that I respect, that I admire, that have empowered me in my life and moments when I was insecure, y'all. Okay, last thing. Haley and I used to share poems in email. We used to just send them. Um, I guess it was in the middle of 2020. We used to just send. So I was like, oh, I wrote something. It was no prompts. Just whatever we were writing in our spare time, we would share with each other. And then we had this like affirmation. I wouldn't even say feedback structure, like affirmation structure where we would pull out like favorite word, favorite line, how it made me feel, how you could amplify it if you so choose and you, or you could leave it be because it's great. Like, and we just supported each other with our writing. And I think that is just, that was a great moment for me in 2020, for sure. I was writing a lot. 2020s, I wrote the most poems I've ever written in my life. In 2020, because I had nothing else to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but to be able to share that with you and then get affirmation and feedback, I have it like stored in a folder in my Gmail so I can go back to it later if I need to. And you look at things differently than me. You know, we write yeah. differently than each other. And so that was just a really, really nice little piece so if I had to sprinkle in a power tool for anybody I think as you write there is something beautiful to being able to share it like for real for real for real for real and it might not be everything it doesn't go to every person but being able to share it gets you out of your head you do get the affirmation that we all so desperately are looking for and people can build upon what you're doing so maybe even if you aren't a poet that's fine but maybe even a journal entry and you're thinking about a certain thing in your life a certain way, your friend already knows about it, right? Like if you shared it. And so maybe sharing that piece with them, reading that with them and then being able to go with you a layer deeper of prayer that you wrote, anything. I just think there's something, the power in your prose comes out a bit more when you share it. Like there's true power in courage and being able to do that, so. Just want to leave y'all with that last little tidbit. But I love you, cool kids. I appreciate you guys. Be sure that you support Haley and all of the other fabulous writers that we have on powerandpros.com. If you haven't already checked it out, be sure that you do so. The link is in the show notes. 
You can connect with me also by signing up for the Pros and Praise Pages newsletter. It goes out every other Wednesday and it gives you scriptures. You'll get some writing prompts. Um, and yeah, you'll also, we'll have a link to Haley's book in the next one as well. So be sure that you subscribe, check it out. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Remember to profess your power and there's power in pros. Bye.